Praise the Lord. We welcome you all to our live broadcast this Sunday, January 23, 2022. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Heavenly Father, we have come before your throne of grace, pleading the blood of Jesus Christ. Praying, Father Lord, that you will speak to us. You will open the hearts of all who watch or listen. That your grace, which is always sufficient, will be there to enable all of us to be doers of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Our instrumental is taken from our brother Caleb Brassi on YouTube. Again, we're going to bless and thank him. We continue with the Will of God series. The series outline. Last Sunday we spoke on item three. God's word is God's will. Today we're going to take on a prophet of God, Hosea. And we're going to speak how Hosea put his life is a challenge for believers, as well as what is speaking to apostate Christianity and for children of God to take note. Next Sunday will be God is love. The sixth week will be the early church obeyed God's will. Seven will be obedience is key to knowing God's will. Number eight will be don't desire another person's calling. Often we want to emulate somebody else. Number nine, which is the ninth week, will be charged not for doing God's will, which you know is the current situation in apostate Christianity. Number ten, the tenth week will be time, that very precious commodity. How you use your time, how you use my time. Praise the Lord. Today's topic, Hosea. A prophet of God. The outline. The purpose of being. What's the purpose for you and my existence? Number two. The church is a theocracy. The church is a government of its own. The head is the Lord Jesus Christ. Number three. Hosea. A prophet of God. Number four, Hosea's prophecy applicable to apostate church, to apostate Christianity, to every church that has departed even by an iota from the way that the Lord has mandated his church to walk. Purpose of being, number one. You and I are here on earth for a purpose. We are not in this world at this time by accident. You know, sometimes we say, oh, if only we had come several centuries ago. Or maybe if only we will come in the future. Wrong. You and I are not here by accident. We are not here for ourselves. We are not here for our selfish purposes. We are here only for one purpose, to serve God. One purpose. The reason for being is human beings are created to do what? To serve God. God's faithful men and women of old 
understood the reason for their being, for the reason for their being created, the reason for their being wherever they were at any time. Prophets of old were selfless. Ego was the farthest thing from their hearts. The Bible said Moses was the most humble of all persons. For a man that God worked so many miracles, it didn't get into his head. Can you imagine Moses for anybody bowing before Moses? Mordecai understood the reason for being. We're going to see him in Esther. And for being born at a particular time. And he communicated that knowledge to young Esther, who was the queen of Persia. Scripture, please. Esther chapter 4, verses 13 to 14. Mordecai sent this reply to Esther. Don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace, you will escape when all other Jews are killed. If you keep quiet at a time like this, Deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just such a time as this. Praise the Lord. Mordecai was a Jew. There were exiles in Persia. And if you go back to Esther, which I encourage you to read, you find that the children of Israel were about to be exterminated by an enemy who had conspired to bring false report to them to the king. So Queen Esther, a Jew, a Jewess, was not being asked to go to the king and appeal for his, her people not to be killed. And she was a little bit hesitant. So Mordecai sent by that message to her. Don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace, you will escape when all the Jews are killed. Concluding in verse 14 was, who knows, perhaps, if perhaps you were made queen for just a time as this. Who knows whether you're hearing my voice. Are in that office for a time like this. Who knows you're hearing my voice. That you're not a posted church for a purpose. That God may use you to overthrow apostasy and restore truth. Who knows? Who knows why God put you in a particular place. May I use this opportunity to tell my younger brothers, and I believe I've heard that right now, sisters and friends, that God created you for a purpose. And that purpose is not about you. It's not about you. A world that has gone so selfish. The world, God input you wherever he put you. It's not about you. Stop being selfish. Your generation is very selfish. Young people. Very, very selfish. Even among those who say they know the Lord. I urge you to please hear the advice of Mordecai. I'm standing in the shoes of Mordecai. To the young queen Esther, you are the younger ones. Who knows whether you are where you are now for such a time as this. God's purpose for you and I is not to satisfy our fleshly desires. God's plan is that those who believe in His Son will love God with all their heart and all their soul. 
And the proof of loving God is being obedient to his commands and to doing his will. It comes back always to God's will. The implication is that you and I cannot say we are doing the will of God when we are busy pursuing our own stupid things which we claim we are getting on. Let's go to the next item. The church is a theocracy. You see, this is where a lot of people have missed the point. This, the nation of Israel was a theocracy under God. I'm talking of the Israel of old. God, even though they had a king, God was still in charge. Hence, when the king, this thing, he will overthrow them, cause people to overthrow them, anoint prophets to go and warn them. But in the dispensation we have, when Christ has come and paid the price for fallen humanity, Christ is the king. He is the herd. He is the high priest. So the church is a theocracy. Forget what they tell you in your denominations. If anybody, whether he is archbishop, king, queen in the church, general overseer of billions, if he or she is not subject to the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, he or she has fallen from the faith, and those who are following him are following an apostate organization. You will understand why I'm saying this now. The church of Christ is a theocracy, just as Israel was a theocracy. I've already said that. The church of Christ has a king, and the king is who? The Lord Jesus Christ. Just as Israel had kings. The church of Christ has a high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ. Just as Israel had high priests. Only one high priest in the church of God. And those who are there are priests. When Israel became disobedient, serving other gods, it became apostate. The moment you go away looking for other things, you have become, I don't mean an individual, I'm talking about the group. Similarly, when church organizations, denominations, buildings called churches, stopped carrying out the orders of their king, that means they rebellion, they have become what? Apostate. That's why we class all of them as what? Apostate Christianity. So having established that, let us now go to the next item. Hosea, a prophet of God. We're going to hear him speak to Israel. And we're going to recontextualize and bring what he said to them to our present generation. To our, the present apostate church organizations. Hosea, a prophet of God. Hosea chapter 1. No, no, not yet, sorry. We have to go back to the title there, number three. Good, thank you. Hosea ministered in the northern kingdom, Israel, between 755 to 710 BC. Remember, you come from the higher number to low, because from BC is going on to zero before you start uh, after, after Christ. Um, at the beginning of his ministry, please note, Israel was enjoying a period of economic prosperity and political stability under King Jeroboam, number two. Israel in Hosea's time and 21st apostate Christianity. Remember, Israel is a theocracy, apost Christianity as a group is a theocracy. 
So, there are two kingdoms. So, but of course, within that Christianity, you have apostate Christianity. So, I'm talking now that Israel in Ahosia's time and 21st century apostate Christianity have a lot in common. Apostate Christianity is rich. All you have to do is enter the big cathedrals. I don't need to call the cities in the world. And you see the pomp, you see all the glamour. So it's rich like apostate Israel. Apostate Christianity has forgotten God, just like apostate Israel. Apostate Christianity, just like Israel, is in spiritual stupor. Lies, corruption, and idolatry being the hallmarks. Therefore, what God spoke through Hosea is applicable to 21st century apostate Christianity. That's the point I'm making. Scripture, please. Hosea chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. The Lord gave this message to Hosea, son of Beeri, during the years when Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah were kings of Judah, and Jeroboam, son of Joash, was king of Israel. When the Lord first began speaking to Israel through Hosea, he said to him, Go and marry a prostitute. Some of her children will be conceived in prostitution. This will illustrate how Israel has acted like a prostitute by turning against the Lord and worshipping other gods. So Hosea married Gola, the daughter of Diblen, and she became pregnant and gave Hosea a son. Praise the Lord! Just as a prostitute doesn't discriminate, so is anyone who claims to serve God, but has also serving other gods. Israel at the time of Hosea is an example of an apostate nation. Apostate Christianity is another example. That's our time. Both Israel and apostate Christianity call on the name of God. But they also call on the name of other gods. You know, if this one doesn't work, this one may work. Both Israel and apostate Christianity claim they serve God. When they are serving other gods, even more faithfully, just like a prostitute. I want you to note, Hosea was a young man. He didn't disobey God. Hosea went and married Goma, a prostitute. Why? Hosea knew that serving God means serving him with all his heart and mind. And that means obeying God's command, no matter how inconvenient, no matter how stupid he may look to the flesh, or how he is obeying his command will look to other people. You know, we care about what other people think about us. Why did God ask Hosea to marry a prostitute? God wanted Hosea to experience what he, God, was feeling. To be unloved by Israel. He wants Hosea to feel what it is, it is to have a wife. Remember, Israel was God's spouse. Just as the church is the spouse of Christ, the bride. Who yes for the man? Gomez on faithfulness, that's Hosea's wife, made Hosea to appreciate how Israel's unfaithfulness, running after God, had hurt God. He was in a position to empathize with God. Who says God doesn't have feelings? That's a mistake most of us make. A broken and obedient Hosea was used by God to tell Israel the consequences of their betrayal. He prophesied for those number of years. 
up to the time that the northern kingdom, which is Israel, fell. And all the things he said came to pass. A broken and obedient Hosea was used by God to tell apostate Christianity, because we're going to recontextualize the consequences of what you people are doing now. Apostate Christianity, those churches that belong there. God also used a broken and obedient Hosea to foretell events that will happen at the end of the age. Question. Had Hosea disobeyed God, would these prophecies have been given? God have found, of course, another willing vessel. But Hosea didn't disobey God. Had Hosea thought of what his family, his friends and peers would say, he would have found enough reasons to disobey God and not marry a prostitute. Now to you and I. How many times have God told you to do something and you felt you can't do them? Often in the past, look, you have a relationship. I'm not talking to those who have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. There are things he has ministered to you in the past and everything works, you are good. There's something, although you begin to second guess, it can't be God speaking to you now. Then you want your pastor, your Jew. Hey, I had this dream. I had this dream. When God gave you the other visions and dreams that came to pass and guided your life, did you want your pastor, Jew? But when you now found what was inconvenient, you now run to somebody so that the person can tell you, no, I don't think it's God speaking to you, now it's the devil. You are not fooling God. That is how many of us have lost the opportunity that God gave us. When God starts speaking to you, initially things may look so great and nice, but a time is going to come when He's going to challenge you with things that you may not be willing to do. That's the test of your obedience. Many of us who claim to love God, but we are unbroken. Hosea was a broken man. You and I who claim to love God are not broken. And God will not use a man or woman who is not broken. God uses broken vessels. Those who realize, know that they are nothing. They are nothing but dung, but for the grace of Christ. God uses those who know that they have no power. Those who know that God is their sufficiency. They depend on God and no other. What has you and my disobedience caused in the kingdom of God? Only in eternity will we know those who will make it there. May you and I know that God is God. Yes. And may we retrace ourselves today repent and carry out those things he has put into our hearts don't think of your family friends neighbors what they will think or say because on that day god is going to hold you accountable not your family not your peers who advise you against when i go to this meet of the final message the final sorry the final piece Hosea's prophecy applicable to apostate church. We'll first hear what he says to apostate Israel, and we're going to recontextualize, and I've taken the liberty of inserting my own thoughts into it, and I believe I have the Spirit of God by His grace. Scripture, please. Hosea chapter 4, verses 1 to 12. Hear the word of the Lord, O people of Israel. The Lord has brought charges against you, saying, there is no faithfulness, no kindness, 
No knowledge of God in your land. You make vows and break them. You kill and steal and commit adultery. There is violence everywhere. One murder after another. That is why your land is in mourning and everyone is wasting away. Even the wild animals, the birds of the sky and the fish of the sea are disappearing. Don't point your finger at someone else and try to pass the blame. My complaint, you priests, is with you. So you will stumble in broad daylight and your false prophets will fall with you in the night and I will destroy Israel, your mother. My people are being destroyed because they don't know me. Since you priests refuse to know me, I refuse to recognize you as my priests. Since you have forgotten the laws of your God, I will forget to bless your children. The more priests there are, the more they sin against me. They have exchanged the glory of God for the shame of idols. When the people bring their sin offerings, the priests get fed. So the priests are glad when the people sin. And what the priests do, the people also do. So now I will punish both priests and people for their wicked deeds. They will eat and still be hungry. They will play the prostitute and gain nothing from it, for they have deserted the Lord to worship other gods. Wine has robbed my people of their understanding. They ask a piece of wood for advice. They think a stick can tell them the future. Logging after idols has made them foolish. They have played the prostitute, serving other gods and deserting their God. Praise the Lord for his word. Praise the Lord for the word he spoke through Prophet Hosea to Israel. Now we are going to recontextualize. If you have your Bible before you, you can follow me. We are going to put Hosea's prophecy in 21st century context. Because apostasy is apostasy. And God being God, God doesn't change. God cannot say something a million years ago, or a hundred thousand years ago, or one thousand years ago, and now change. God is not like you are like we change. So if, was, if God spoke to Hosea, to Israel, and he did, he's also speaking to you and I today. God's condemnation of apostasy in Israel is the same as his condemnation of apostate Christianity. It is the same condemnation for apostasy in several church organizations. God's condemnation of, is still the same. Apostasy in buildings called churches and apostasy in denominations. Apostasy is apostasy. God is not going to change because of you and I. So we're going to recontextualize. We're going to read that scripture again. But we're going to insert the 21st century context into it. Praise the Lord. So now we start. Hear the word of the Lord, O people of apostate Christianity. The Lord has brought charges against you, saying, There is no faithfulness, no kindness, no knowledge of God in your world. You make vows and break them. You kill and steal and commit adultery. There's violence everywhere. 
That is why you are world. Remember, the church is in the world. That's why your world is in mourning. And everyone is wasting away. Even those who have. Even the wild animals, the birds of the sky and the fish of the sea are disappearing. You people are talking of uh, what? Climate change and all that. <laughs> okay. Number four, verse four. Don't point your finger at someone else and try to pass the blame. My complaint, elders, pastors, GOs, prophets, teachers, is with you. Because you are misleading the people. I did that one. Verse 5. So you, that's telling you, that's the elders, pastors, GOs, prophets, and teachers who have gone astray. You will stumble in broad daylight. And your false prophets will fall with you in the night. And I will destroy the world, your mother. Because of the failure of the church, and I'm talking of a posted branch of it, the world will be destroyed. Verse 6. My people are being destroyed because they don't know me. In some other verse, like in New King James, says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Since you, elders, pastors, Geos, prophets, teachers refuse to know me. I refuse to recognize you as elders, pastors, geos, prophets, teachers. Since you have forgotten Jesus Christ is the head of the church, I will forget to bless your children. Verse 7. The more elders, pastors, geos, prophets, teachers they are, the more people sin, the world sins, the church sins. Remember the apostate branch. They have exchanged the glory of God for the shame of idols. Think, Mammon. When the people bring their tithes and offerings. Remember, tithe is the coinage of the apostate Christianity. Tithe was in the Israel, but not in the church of the Lord. The elders, let me repeat, verse 8. When the people bring their tithes and offerings, the elders, pastors, geos, prophets, teachers get fed. They are, you see, that's why your pastors are getting rich and rich every day, and you're getting poorer and poorer. So the elders, pastors, geos, prophets, teachers, they are glad when you remain in ignorance. They don't want to read their Bible. Because if you read your Bible, you know that you have knowledge of God and you know everything is all, and you'll be able to really free yourself from their shackles. And you'll no longer be supporting their wicked and expensive lifestyles. Verse 9. And what the elders, pastors, geos, prophets, teachers do, the people also do. You see, because whatever you are doing, that's also you are emulating them. And so they're taking you. To Christ's eternity. I'm speaking to those who belong to apostate Christianity. So now I will punish both elders, pastors, Jews, prophets, teachers, and people, that means those who are members of these apostate church groups, for their wicked deeds. Because you're supposed to be the light that shines in the world, and you're no longer the light. You're supposed to be the salt that salted it and gave it a uh, uh, test. But you have made it to become testless because you are, you, are, you are no longer that salt. 
Was denn? Both elders of these organizations and all their followers, do we eat, but you still be hungry. That's why there's no satisfaction. Some of them have millions of dollars and still they're looking for more every day. Importunity to bring more and more and be blessed. They will play the prostitute and get nothing from it. That is, see, they can get all the mammon in the world, that's money. It still doesn't matter. They will never be satisfied. Is the grave ever satisfied? No. That's why they can never have peace. They continue to think they are massing the wealth and you are following them thinking that by following you are massing the wealth. If you were to succeed, you will also find that they are empty and you are empty. Verse 11. Wine has robbed my people of the understanding. Put anything you like as wine. They love the world. Verse 12. People, those who belong there, ask fallen elders and pastors of Jew or prophet or teacher for advice. You are going to somebody to have advice. Who is falling? When you have heard the voice of God, brothers, go back to God and say, Father, what do you want me to do? Tell me, or if not, I will not leave your presence. No, you go to fallen men and women. They think pastor, Jew, or prophet, or teacher can tell them the future. Isn't that why every end of year prophecies, they tell you this one will happen, this one will happen. We have spoken of that in the past. And nothing happens, and yet people can't understand. That made you people foolish. Those of you who listen to these fallen men and women of the belly. Because they have played the prostitute serving other gods. They are serving Mammon, Ashati, Queen of Heaven. Name them. And when we talk money, it's money. It's prosperity. The wealth. There's nothing like working hard and earning living. Don't get me wrong. But when people are fleecing their congregation, asking them to bring to them, when they are the ones who ought to take Barnabas, we're going to speak of that later, as some other uh, 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 topic. Not, not now. Those who have should give, not take. God's will is for all human beings. And I'm speaking in love. But I always ask myself, do I just hold it back? But something asks me, if you see somebody drowning, and you know that if you shouted, you can save them. Or if you threw a rope, it will bang on your head, but they'll be able to catch it and you bring them out. What are you really going to do? Are you going to be whispering and the person dies? Inheriting eternal life is a more serious business. But more serious is entering into the hell of fire and to live there forever. So we in this ministry, we shout. We we'll continue to say that the ways of the world are bad, but we are not interested too much there because the apostate Christianity is the one leading the world astray. If apostate Christianity had repented or will repent, just like ancient Israel, then there'd be no destruction. But you see, we are, and that's what God has already foretold in the book of Revelation is going to happen because he saw that apostate Christianity will fall like Israel will also run after other gods. will also pine after other gods. That's what happened. That's why you have all that pomp and pageantry all over the hopeless who are leading the world in sin. The so-called church, but it's not the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
the church of the world, I mean. Those are the ones who are the name astray. I said there are two churches. I've said, spoken of that in the past. Please note, God has made all the provisions for those who come into the saving knowledge of Christ to remain saved. Because the final salvation is when you meet him. You are initially saved because you have been brought from where you are held in bondage. That's salvation. But then there's a process of inheriting eternal life. So unless you remain in Christ, that that you were saved from the pits of darkness or from the bondage of Satan will not mean anything. Because at the end of the age you say, depart from me, I do not know you walk of iniquity. One of those provisions is raising prophets. That's one of the things God has done. To deliver his warning to his fallen chosen. Those in apostate Christianity will call them the fallen chosen. There's always disaster. When his fallen chosen refuse to heed his warnings. Think apostate Israel. Which I think of apostate Judah eventually. That ended in 586 BC. Apostate Israel refused to heed God's warnings through Hosea. In 722 BC, the Assyrians sacked Samaria, which is the capital of Israel, and carried all the inhabitants of the northern kingdom away. And dispersed them all over the world. So when you hear about the lost ten tribes of Israel, that is that captivity that gave rise to it. And so my question would be, if God did not spare apostate Israel, Neither will he spare apostate Christianity. Sweet for thought. So we're using this broadcast to call on leaders of apostate Christianity. Elders. Those pastors who love the adulation of their congregation. Those Jews who have gone all the way to continue to steal and to cheat and in every way. Those who claim they are prophets but are no prophets. Those who are teaching it but have no knowledge because they never really sat down to study the scriptures under the direction and teaching of the Holy Spirit. We're asking them to repent. Their repentance will lead to the salvation of so many people who have taken their words above that of God. Can you imagine if a leader of an apostate organization was to come out and make a confession and say, please, my, the way I taught you is wrong. This is the right way. And maybe he has 100,000 followers. Can you imagine what will happen? And if many of them replicated that, the millions, maybe 100 million, 500 million people will be saved. If you are watching this broadcast or listening to the podcast and you belong to apostate Christianity, I plead with you to repent right now and turn to the Lord who purchased you with his blood. And when you do, Please tell others. Don't hide it and keep it to yourself. When you repent and the Lord visits you, please tell others. Because I know whoever hears this broadcast or others have gone on their knees and repented, God speaks to them. They are witnesses to that. I will continue to shout with the last breath of my being. Because God will hold me accountable for the things he asked me to say and I didn't say. So I pray Lord will continue to use me and this ministry to speak through to the world, but above all, to apostate Christianity and to encourage his children, those who are really standing, to be firm and hope firm because the Lord is coming very soon. Praise the Lord. We're going to sing a song. And it's starting to know Jesus I have promised. So as we sing it, I want you to make a new promise again. 
and believe and fulfill it. And he will be with you. And he will guide you. And he will teach you. And he will tell you that these things are so. So that you can also tell others. Praise the Lord. Oh, Jesus, I have promised. Oh, Jesus, we have promised to serve you to the end. Be thou forever near me, my master and my friend. I shall not fear the battle. No matter what enemy throws at me. And you should not fear. If God is by your side, why would you fear? And I will not wander from the pathway that you have set for me, my Father, my God. If thou will be my guide. Oh God, let me feel thee near me. Because the world is ever very near. But I find I want you to be even nearer to me than the world. I see the sights that dazzle, that want to draw me away. The tempting sounds I hear. My foes, my enemies are ever near me to pull me down. They are around me and within. And you too, your foes, they want to pull you down. But you must not allow that. Once God is by your side. So we pray, Lord Jesus, draw down nearer and shield my soul from sin. And shield your soul, hearing my voice from sin. Oh, let me hear thee, my Father speaking, in accents clear and still, above the storms of passion, the murmurs of self-will. See, that's what they that's what they take us away from God. The self-will. Oh, speak to reassure me to hasten our control. To speak and make me listen. Because you are the guardian of my soul. Because God is the guardian of your soul. Let him speak and make you listen in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, thou hast promised us to all who follow you that where thou art in glory, there your servants will be those who are faithful. And Jesus, we have promised those who have believed like I believe today to serve you to the very end. Oh, give us the grace. To follow you, our master and our friend. Lord, give us the grace to follow you, our master and our friend. Give us the grace to follow you, our master and our friend. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Shall we pray? Dear God, you are God and we thank you for everything. May your grace abound to our account, O Lord. May you lead us that we will not fall. May your will be ever present before us and may we accomplish all you have asked us and will ask us to do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Visit every home and all who have had my voice today or watch this broadcast. Even those who are falling, Lord, that they may be restored. 
And so the leaders of the congregations who have taken their church organizations and made them to become apostates. That they may repent and pull their people away from evil. Help everyone, my Father, my God. Have mercy, but at the same time visit and keep all of us on our toes to obey you at all times, Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Preserve and protect your children, Lord. Those who have believed and are strong and whom you have testified are your children, Lord. Continue to empower them. Continue to give them the words. Continue to guide them and may their words continue to go, not just in words, but in power and force in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, dear Father in heaven. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. By His grace, we see you next Sunday. Please continue to read your Bibles. And follow this series. If you have not been, go back to the YouTube. Go to our Facebook page. Or go to our World Evangel broadcast, uh, World Evangel uh, website. There are all the broadcasts are there for you. But for, as well for this series, it's very important. Thank you. See you next Sunday by God's grace.